All right, all right, all right, lead heads. The wait is over, and we are back. We survived Shot Show. Even not, even not even getting the crud survived it. So that's like the first time in three years we escaped the Shot Show crud. But we've got lots and lots and lots of cool interviews, great information, new products, and interesting people that we're going to be hitting you with over the next uh, probably few months, kind of like last year. I think we got even more interviews than we did last year, and you guys will not be disappointed. So you're going to have to be paying attention every week. We may be dropping two a week, three a week, uh, but you know it's going to be good. It's going to be good stuff. So to help me welcome you guys back from our shot show, um, I guess I'm going to call it a triumph. We've got the the one and only the official lead quarters for the 2020 SHOT Show. We've got C.J. Buck from Buck Knives joining us. C.J., welcome in. Uh, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. And also joining us, we've got your right-hand man, Brooksy, Chris Brooks, joining us. Chris, welcome hey, everyone. in. Everyone, how's it going? So you Lefty, guys, how are you doing? Doing great. You guys are in different parts of the, uh, the country. Um, you're still uh, dividing and conquering. But, That's uh, right. It's the, it's the north versus the south, so I'm <laughs> up here in north Idaho versus down in south Idaho. There you go. So, shot show this year for you guys. Um, let's talk about let's talk about the booth for one. Um, you guys have a great setup there. It's always eye catching, and I'm always hearing great compliments about the the booth setup. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the really cool thing the really cool thing about the booth is uh, we've been able to stay in the same location for a number of years now. So. So most folks know exactly exactly where to find us in the in the fourteen thousand aisle, <laughs> right? So I thought you were going to say fourteen thousand booths because that seems about the same. <laughs> yeah, about the same. <laughs> yeah, and probably even more this year. Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. It's it's been fascinating to watch the uh, the shot show evolve over the years. So we've 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 been watching this focus, and it and it fits your audience. Uh, but the you know the focus on shooting, tactical, law enforcement, uh, which it, a lot of the interviews you ended up with, a lot of the podcasts you're going to end up with are going to be are going to be along that line. Mm-hmm. Even though there are still some hunting, uh, but the but the the shot show is much less focused on the just the hunting. Uh, as compared to the shooting now, so it's it's really been a fascinating evolution to to watch, and the, and a fascinating change to the to the people who walk the show, who walk right. the aisles. Right. Uh, just a uh, just just an amazing evolution. Seems to be a, a lot more diverse crowd. Uh, like you said in the beginning, you know, Shot Show was more geared around the the outdoor hunting survival kind of crowd. And it's evolved into you know, the military, law enforcement, um, tactical side of things. Yeah, a lot more personal defense compared to uh, wall tents and and sleeping bags and and so many boots and shoes. Right. Uh, that, a lot of that stuff's not there anymore. Yeah, but you still have that. There's still there's still a lot of that. It's just some of it. It's kind of gotten yeah. mixed in with you know with everything else. And uh, yeah. you know, I have to say. Uh, another one of our sponsors this year, the official footwear of Talking Lead, was Twisted X, and they were bringing some uh, some very nice boots and and shoes, and they've got some hikers that they were unmasking there that they did a line with Mossy Oak, which I thought was really mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it was great having Brandon in the booth and and uh, getting a little sneak peek of that boot. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it was. Might have to might have to figure out a way to get me a pair of those. I I think you know a guy. I do. Yeah, <laughs> you know a couple know of guys, a guy. right? <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was an amazing show, and we the crowd was great. The attendance was great. I think it was actually down in numbers, but it seemed like the enthusiasm and uh, you know the quality of people that were there. Uh, it was the tar- like you were saying, CJ, the target audience. Yeah, no, very much so. Very successful show, even though the, the I do think the actual foot traffic was down, but the quality of the traffic was improved. Right, no th- doubt. It was. Uh, I'm sorry. It was. Uh, it was interesting because, well, one, I never got out of the booth except to use a restroom, but uh, um, I took a step outside of the booth just to check out the foot traffic. Cause I was thinking, boy, outside, it just seems kind of, kind of, you know, uh, lower level than in past shows. Right. Yeah. But in our booth, it was just amazing. The, the traffic inside the booth was packed nearly all the time until, you know, normal Friday where everything seems to slow down. Yeah. It slows down a little bit, but I think that was by design. Um, and they were, I think they were a lot more, um, discriminating i guess in the people that they were letting into the show so a lot of the you know the buddy passes that were getting passed around i think they filtered out a lot of those and that's why we were getting uh you know more of the the target audience that shot show was designed to be for sure yeah they're really cracking down on on getting joe blow into the show so yeah and i get i give them kudos on that so um but we had some great things going on at the booth um, we had our, our annual, you know, shot show shirts, the 2020 shot show shirts, buck knives, talking lead, uh, shirts were a hit. People love those. We we're giving those out. And then we had a little something special this year that we did with, <laughs> uh, with some 110 knives and, uh, talk about what we did with that, Brooksy. Yeah, that was pretty cool. We had our 110 lights, uh, our LTs, and we sent them over to your guy. Yeah, Mission First Tactical, Dave. Mission Edelman. First Tactical. Hodor over there. <laughs> He's yes, our, sir. Our good friend. They do great holsters. They do great, uh, you know, they make our tactical wallets and our tactical dump trays. The dump trays, yeah, those were, everything was super cool, and he did a great job on those knives. Branded uh, Talking Lead. Uh, on one side and buck on the other. It was, it was great. It was really nice. Yeah. They turned out really good. So we were giving those out to our, our super special guest that we had on the show and we had a lot of, of great guests and, um, just to name a few, uh, one that I was really, that I enjoyed and, and kind of caught me off guard was one of your employees there has, has a, a wife who is into the mounted horseback shooting competitions. And I found that very interesting. So we got Courtney on and did an interview with Courtney to talk about uh, mounted uh, shooting. Uh, that was like one of my favorite. It's probably my favorite interview of the whole the whole show. Um, so we got that coming. We've got uh, interviews from, of course, our good buddy uh, Joseph Garcia uh, with what used to be USC Sog, but it's um, I can't remember what the name of his company is, but he's rebranded it a little bit. But uh, we've got. Uh, Garcia on and he brought by a couple of his friends and we had the ladies of Buck had a special ladies of Buck (laughs) round table interview yeah that one's probably the scariest of all interviews (laughs) I haven't heard that one yet and I'm really I'm really starting to second guess my decision to even send them in there 
Yeah, right. well, wait till you hear the interview. You're really going to like, <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, boy. I don't know. No, they did a great job. Your ears should have been burning, though. Uh, <laughs> great. You guys had probably one of the biggest people at the show in your booth, Caleb McGarry. He's uh, That's right. Yeah. Uh, offensive tackle with the Atlanta Falcons, I believe. Yes, sir. Yeah. He's a mountain. <laughs> He's a big boy. Next year, uh, next year we're going to use Caleb to uh, his full, full potential. We are going to have him. Uh, you know how we had the beer garden? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So during the beer garden on Wednesday, our last day of the beer garden, we were giving away shirts, hats, knives, all sorts of things, right? Mm-hmm. The, the Taylor guitar. Oh, and yeah. All of a sudden, people just went crazy. They had this mob mentality. Start opening drawers, taking knives. <laughs> what? Taking, yeah, taking just, clothes off the mannequins. I didn't know until this was all done. Uh, when, I didn't hear when about that. Came up and said something, and and I just so happened to be sitting next to Caleb when they were telling me. I'm like, oh, dude, you got a job for next year, so yeah. <laughs> we'll set uh, we'll set him and JB. Uh, Courtney's boyfriend on the uh, sideline so that they can just start wiping people out. You know, you know what you need to do is you need to get Jason in there and just have him start throwing knives at people's hands and sticking them to the walls, you know, as they're grabbing stuff. <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. We've got all sorts of people that could uh, take care of business there. Yeah. So what I'm talking about, I'm talking yeah. about Jason Johnson. If you guys haven't heard of him, he is a professional knife thrower. Uh, and I think it's the history channel. He, uh, he was on uh, a show that was on the history channel there, but just a remarkable uh, natural talent that this guy has of being able to throw knives and make them stick wherever. <laughs> oh, yeah. We had, so we weren't talking about it, but uh, on the Monday before SHOT Show is called Day at the Range. And so we had a bunch of throwing knives, some stars, and some tomahawks uh, out, at the, out at the range. So while we were, we were allowing people to throw those for fun – Meanwhile, all the writers and media that were out there could, as they're waiting in line, could look at all our new products. So there's method to the madness there. Yeah, yeah. It's it's fascinating to see how much fun people had, both men and women, had throwing the throwing the knives and throwing the the, axes, the tomahawks. Tomahawk and Jason throwing. Jason showed up there, and and was showing a few people how to uh, how to throw. It was it's it's just good to hear. Yeah, so we we did an interview with Jason. That's going to be a real good one. You guys are going to want to uh, check that one out. We had uh, Chris Tonto Peranto stop by. He and Charlie Melton. We did a, a, a tandem interview with the two of them, and uh, I think that turned out really good because in the end, I think they're going to end up doing a maybe some collab training classes together, uh, offering them to you guys. So stay tuned for that one. And then uh, we had Amanda Lynn Mayhew, who is the top – Female Hunter, she has the top, I guess, female hunter TV show in Canada. And it was really good to talk with Amanda and learn about her TV show and uh, some things that she's doing to uh, help push and promote uh, females in the, the firearms industry. And then we had our, our annual, of course, we met, we're making it an annual interview now, where we had uh, the girls uh, of the American industry, hunting industry. We had uh, Christy Titus had Morgan Mills, and then we had the girls from Girls With Guns, Jen and Narissa, join us. And that was a fun interview. Chris, did you sit in on that one? You, I think you missed that one, didn't you? I missed that one, yeah. that 
I, I missed it last year also. Uh, there was too much estrogen in that area, and, uh, <laughs> and they kicked me out. So, yeah, you know, I, I did miss it this year, but next year I'd like to, uh, to sit in on that one. Yeah, it was a it was a really good uh, interview. Listening to to what these ladies are doing to push and promote and uh, you know really propel females in this industry and uh, the remar- remarkable job that they are are doing with that. So we've got you know that and just just tons and tons of other interviews. Am I am I missing anything else that stood out with you guys? Just right uh, it was off? great having Cat uh, and Danny in from Red Arrow. Uh, great yes. having them in. That was a fun conversation. Yeah, even though the uh, the star of the show couldn't make it, it was good talking with. <laughs> yeah, we're still busting yeah. his chops for that. That's right. He's he's going to catch a lot of flack for missing that. <laughs> well, we'll get we'll get him on in another episode coming up. But that was a, you know, another great interview, and then one that CJ, you and I did with uh, a couple of organizations. We did the the Boone and Crockett. We had, yeah, we had uh, Tony Shonen with uh, the chief of staff of Boone and Crockett Club, and then uh, Robbie Gruber, who was uh, heaven dropped with a T, heaven dropped with a T, but uh, having uh, vets uh, build product out of old parachutes. Yeah, so, so they, it's, it's a neat idea how people can come up with ways to turn junk or garbage into valid product, create value, give people the sense of sense of mission, getting back, getting back on with their lives. Absolutely. It was just, it was just neat to hear. Yeah. So, uh, we've got that interview and that's actually going to be part of this episode. So, uh, stay tuned for that one. That one's going to be coming up soon. And then of course, uh, another one of my, uh, I was most excited to do this interview was the release of the Buckmaster 2.0. Mic drop. Uh, right, <laughs> it's like everybody's like, "What? What? The Buckmaster's yeah, coming back? Yeah. Of course it is." Oh, I mean, did you? I will t- let me let me tell you that <laughs> um, I was I was 24 years old, uh, special projects manager for Buck Knives when we did the first Buckmaster. Wow. So that was my project. It was your baby. So it's, been, it's been interesting watching this thing come for a full circle, where a lot of the a lot of the similar folks who were involved in the design of the first Buckmaster before, I mean, they're all older now, so they're, they're, we're losing them. And, uh, and so they were able to come back together again and develop prototypes and, and kind of, kind of bring the evolution of this knife into, into full circle. And I, and I really enjoyed uh, watching the interview with Commander Coulter uh, and, and his uh, his own history as a combat swimmer, combat diver, and what he's always wanted in knives, and now this opportunity for a retired SEAL commander to take a whole lifetime worth of experience and drive it into a design. Um, it's I mean it's it's really nice to be the beneficiary of that of all that <laughs> certainly. Yeah, but just uh, I, it's it just very impressive. He's an extremely impressive individual. He really Forces. is. He's he's very mission focused, and uh, oh, yeah. and you know, for you, like you said, you know, it was kind of your legacy, the Buckmaster, and to see that continue through this this new iteration of the Buckmaster, the Buckmaster two point and um, you know, the variations that you guys are planning on coming out with that. 
Uh, it's just amazing, and I know that our lead heads are going to be super excited about it, and um, it's going to be it's going to be a very popular knife. So, looking forward yeah, it really, to it. Really ties in. You've got the you know Brooksy's been working on these uh, ground combat knives, which we introduced at Shot. That's right. We didn't even now, talk about the new ones that you guys released. The combat, the combat diver rolls right in as an extension of you've got ground combat and then the combat diver. It just it, it's really. Uh, it's really going to be a nice overall family of product. Yeah, it will be. And you know, we're looking at sometime later on this year uh, for the for the Buckmaster 2.0. But we did some live feeds. Uh, we've got pictures posted. Uh, we did the interview with, like you said, Commander Tom, and then also Rich Nyman, who wrote the book on the original Buckmaster, the history book um, that's yep. been out. And we had those guys on the show last year to talk about that. Um, but he's got a Facebook page out now, and I think it's called uh, Buckmaster. I think it's, it is the Buckmaster 2.0. Or? Just, I think it's just the Buckmaster page, but I'll put a link in our show notes so you guys can get to that. I've made some posts on social media in the past uh, linking to it so you guys can follow those, but really that's a good source to keep up with the, pro the progress of, uh, of the 2.0 and, and up until release date. And then, of course, you can always check back here on the Talking Lit podcast, and we'll uh, we'll have the exclusive on that too. But uh, as you were mentioning, uh, you know, you guys had some new products that you were releasing at Shot Show this year, and the ground combat knives were a part of that. So we'll talk about those. Yeah, so yeah, so those are um, obviously new products for 2020. Uh, we're super excited about them. Uh, 5160 steel, five and a half inch blade. Uh, there's two sets. There's a black set and there's a coyote tan set. And uh, in each set, there's a Tonto and a spear point blade. Mm -hmm. uh, textured layered G10 handles and comes with a uh, Molly compatible sheath. You can you can configure that sheath, uh, configure that sheath all sorts of different ways. Um, and uh, that. Those knives uh, garnered so much attention; it was amazing. I was actually pretty, pretty shocked at uh, how well those were received. Uh, there was a big buzz. We had all sorts of uh, folks coming in and doing some video, uh, taking a lot of pictures, asking if they could put them in uh, publications, do editorials, etc. Uh, we're super excited uh, about that line, and then also uh, another knife that we uh introduced were the talons and uh and so those those are 10 inch blades same same steel 5160 um you know those those come with the uh partial serration <laughs> a, uh yeah there you go <laughs> uh, cheat, cheat. <laughs> th this is visual but uh cj is showing some uh, specs on these so i can't read them too small could you could you read the uh, could you read where uh, Tonto signed my? Uh, no, I can't see anything. Oh, look at there! You got a Chris I think, yeah. Tonto Wait, oh, we're CJ. Uh, <laughs> we're losing them. Yeah, we won't we won't talk about that. But uh, anyway, so uh, yeah, those two, and then you know, giving giving you a little bit of a, uh, I guess a head start into twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, we're we've got several behind it, so we're really excited to just keep adding on to the uh, tactical and law enforcement side of things. Yeah, and those are are some imp impressive ones to start that line off with. Um, very, 
uh, impressive uh, on the ground combat knives. And, of course, that Talon just alone looking at it, you know, I mean, wow. Uh, a survivalist knife uh, tool. You call it a tool is what I would talk, call it because you can do yeah, right. multiple things with that, uh, not only just chopping and cutting, uh, but you've got like a hammer option on there. You've got the saw. You've got, you know, several different options with that. That's really going to make it a, a good multi-purpose tool. Well, yeah, one I was of, really happy with that product, the Talon, because it was getting interest from, say, some of the Midwest farm and fleet stores mm. were, were just showing an interest in that knife, which I, I hadn't expected. Oh, okay. So yeah, I could see that. It, yeah. Nice Even, when you do something right, it, it does catch people's attention. <laughs> the, uh, the other thing that was really neat about it was the uh, attention on, on both sets, the talons and the ground combat knives, um, was the international side of things. So uh, there are several companies that came in and and were wondering you know if they would be able to pick those up and mm. and uh, so that's really encouraging as well the the scariest thing is that we uh we gave one to charlie melton <laughs> uh we have you know what we call our influencer program and uh, where we send out product to be tested by some trusted folks and uh, charlie is obviously one of them i, I joke about charlie because he's such a great guy but uh uh, he did come back and he said, Hey, Brooksy, he said, you know, I, I took that talent and I actually, uh, rendered a deer that I shot with it. And, oh, wow. Which I didn't think was actually possible uh, other than just maybe hacking off some limbs, but, uh, yeah, you in the butcher process. Yeah. Yeah. He, he managed to do it. Well, leave it to Charlie, you know, definitely. If, I, I'm surprised he's going to do it. I'm surprised he didn't tell you about, uh, how he used it on helping to build his house with it too. Oh, did he really? <laughs> I'm sure he did. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what he used it on? I, maybe we don't want to know. Knowing him, you know. But yeah, so great things uh, coming out here in 2020 from Buck Knives. You can go to their website, which is just bucknives.com. Always making great posts on Instagram with your products. Uh, so you guys can go to Instagram, check it out there. It's just at bucknives. And, uh, of course, always here on Talking Lead, and we're resharing and sharing those posts on our, our social meets, too. Uh, and then just go to your local um, your local dealer there and pick up one of these. I'm sure all the big major box stores are going to be carrying these that you're used to carrying buck in. Where are some of the stores that you guys are most prevalent in? Oh, we're, we're everywhere. I mean, we're obviously in the Walmarts, the Cabela's and Bass Pros, you know, Sportsman's. We're in... Shields. Yeah, Shields. We're, and some we of are, the knife-specific stores like uh, Smoky Mountain Knife Works and some of the online... Late HQs, the, you know, all of DLP. those. Yeah. yeah. We're everywhere. You're everywhere. You're everywhere. And then, of course, if uh, they just happen to come to your your headquarters there in Post Falls, Idaho, you've got a shop there. And you've got some cool swag, and occasionally you've got some very special deals going on there. You just never know. We, we run tours. It really is a good, uh, if you want to see how something's manufactured, it's, it, I think it's large enough to be impressive, but still small enough to take in. Well, I, I thought it was very impressive. I got to take the tour, and uh, the tour you know, itself was very impressive. But you know, I like what you're doing with the history uh, how you've got kind of a museum-like feel and look as you're going through uh, the the whole um, headquarters itself. Yeah, no, it's been a, a bit of a labor of love on that one. <laughs> I'll bet. 
Well, guys, um, unless you got anything else, I think the Leadheads are ready to uh, for us to kick off these interviews. So what do you say we get into these interviews and then uh, we'll wrap it up? Yeah, let right. the education begin. That's right. Let's do this. I love that. I love it when people pay attention. Good job, <laughs> CJ. My pleasure. <laughs> this episode of the Talking Lead podcast is brought to you in part by Valhalla Gunworks. Valhalla Gunworks is a small, veteran-owned company selling firearms and gunsmithing services online. As a special promotion, they are giving the Leadhead Brigade 5% off their entire order. Just enter the promo code LEADHEAD5 to receive 5% off your entire order, Leadheads. Head on over to www.ValhallaGunworks.com to view their entire inventory and their services. And also make sure you go check them out on Facebook. Like their Facebook page. Let them know you're a Leadhead at Valhalla Gunworks eStore. If you have any questions, you can give Aaron a call, 636-312-5569. Valhalla Gunworks. Check them out, Leadheads. All right, guys, we are back. This is day two of the 2020 SHOT Show here in Las Vegas, coming to you from the official headquarters of Buck Knives. And speaking of Buck Knives, we're going to talk a little history right now and a little future of what's to come from Buck Knives. And to do that, we're bringing in a couple of, couple of brainies from last, <laughs> last year. We talked about the Buckmaster, if you guys recall. You can go back to last year's episode. And we had the author of the the book, the guy who wrote the book on the Buckmaster knife, Mr. Rich Nyman. Rich, welcome in. Thank you. Great to be back, Lefty. Yeah, man. All right. Yeah. So we've had the opportunity to see each other a couple of times since then. Yeah. I you, came I came to Post Falls uh, a couple months ago. Yeah. We got to hang out, have a good time. That was real fun. It we was. Got to show you this uh, this new knife. It was great. Thank you for the hats, by the way. Oh, my pleasure. Appreciate that. <laughs> Uh, so, joining us also to talk about uh, this news that we're getting ready. We're, getting, we're dropping bombs here. This is a bomb. We're getting ready to drop a bomb on you leadheads. And it's probably something that you've probably, a lot of you have guessed what's coming. We've, we've given some hints, haven't we? Plant yes, some seeds. Yeah, we sure have. Huh? Yeah. So, before I, before I say what it is, I want this gentleman to do the honors of, of breaking the news. And we brought in Commander Tom Coulter to join us, former Navy SEAL. It's good to be here. So, how do we want to do this? Drum roll, no, we'll build start. up the suspense, or we just want to drop it? Uh, well, we'll start out with a little bit of history so people understand the genesis of, of what we're about to develop, where we're about to go. Okay. This whole process is uh, put in place to introduce a new knife that will be referred to as the Buckmaster 2.0 or the Combat Diver Knife. Nice. And it's an important move forward in the knife field because it takes the best part of a lot of features and it incorporates them into a what I consider to be a diver-friendly, useful tool. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. Very good. My, so, so there it is. The two point, Buckmaster 2.0 is coming. It yep. is coming. It's and on the way. Yep, later this year. I expect it to see. I expect you'll start seeing uh, buck prototypes probably in the July-August time frame. Uh, that soon? Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm excited. I yeah. can't wait. This is going to be good, guys. But the genesis of this, the genesis of this starts from in 1967 when I was attending underwater demolition team 
replacement training in Little Creek, Virginia, I had my first experience with a large fixed blade knife used for swimming and diving. Mm -hmm. The instructors during the day of issuing the knives instructed the class to go over to a 55-gallon drum that was full of these K-bar knives. Right. Go over and get your knife, sit down on the ground, don't touch it. <clears throat> so by the time he started the class, five or six guys had already cut themselves. So, <laughs> so they, they listened well, didn't they? <laughs> no, they, they weren't paying attention to the big picture. Yeah. But from the instructor's lecture, I learned three things. First, the knife was a United States Marine Corps blade circa 1942 fighting knife. Okay. Later named the USN Mark II utility knife. Secondly, I learned that I had to take this rusted piece of metal and I had to turn it into a useful tool. Mm -hmm. It had to be ready to use at any time, always sharp and, and, and useful. The third thing I learned was this might be the only thing that saves my life someday. Yeah. So, so the K-Bar... So you is, took it serious. I took it very seriously. So the K-Bar yeah. is, a, is a useful knife. It's a make-do knife, meaning it wasn't designed for that specific purpose, mm -hmm. but it's adaptable for that purpose. Right. Um, and it had some problems. One of them, it had a sheath that would allow it to store salt water, and therefore you could rust the thing so that you couldn't get the knife out of the sheath. Mm. But it was, it was just... The K-Bar required a lot of maintenance to be a useful tool. Sure. After Not the ideal diver's knife. No. After that, I was exposed, for whatever reason, to a Mark V diving knife. The Mark V diving knife is unique because rather than having the clip tip that was breakable and, and not particularly durable on the K-Bar, the Mark V diving knife had a spear blade. Okay. And it was very, very useful. Uh, it, of course, it was also a make-do knife because it was designed specifically for hard hat divers mm. who are tethered to the system. Okay. The problem with it is it's not readily available. The sheath is made out of bronze, very heavy. You have to screw the knife in and you have to screw the knife out. Oh, okay. So it's not particularly suitable for not, not a... Not quick access. Not suitable for a combat swimmer. Yeah. You know, where you have to get your hands on it right away. Right. And, and I kept considering this as a pretty useful jumping off position mm -hmm. for developing the combat knife, diver knife. So I started looking around at other blade shapes and I went to graduate school and, and I had to do a payback tour in Washington, D.C. where I established the Naval Special Warfare Program Office. Okay. In that, I... Uh, about what time was this? This was about... 83, 84, okay. 85. Early 80s. Yes. Early 80s. So, so time goes on. So I was, I was exposed to several vendors that, uh, that I called upon to do specialized equipment. Mm -hmm. One of these vendors was Mickey Finn of Qualitech. And uh, I was out having uh, a beverage with him one evening mm -hmm. after work. And... Uh, he said, hey, Tom, I'm thinking about putting in a bid on this diving knife or this combat knife, whatever you want to call it. He says, you know anything about it? And I said, Mickey, 
I'm a program manager on a nav C. If I knew anything about it, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> I said, but you know, I'm familiar, very familiar with the specifications. Right. Can't get there from here. I said, I just can't share any information with you. He says, well, you're familiar with the specs. Does it have everything that you consider to be important in a knife? And I mm. said, it lacks one thing. It doesn't have an anchoring system. I said, I'm familiar with submersibles and, and small rubber boats, and I'd like to be able to have the knife act as an anchor right. when possible. And nothing else was ever said of it. So come to find out, Mickey Finn and Qualitech and Buck Knives partner up, and they submit the Buckmaster, which okay. wins the competition. So I knew a little bit about the Buckmaster since I sort of designed sure. the, yeah. the anchoring system. You had the system. input, yeah. On the so when I went to uh, SEAL Team 6 as EXO, I met with uh, the principal armorer there, and I designed a knife, and he built it for me, and it had the proper blade shape. Mm -hmm. um, and it was a very useful knife. I didn't get it as a diving knife. I just was interested in the blade. Gotcha. You know, after that, things just sort of died down until I got a call from Rich. So out of the blue. <laughs> and about what time frame was this? This is about 2009. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so out time, of the blue, time, I get a call. 20 years later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I get a call from Rich, and it's, uh, are you Commander Coulter? Yes. He says, are you the Commander Coulter that was involved in developing the Buckmaster? And I said, well, I, I contributed in a small said, way to not the if there's a lawsuit attached <laughs> to this <laughs> yeah, yeah. visit. <laughs> he, says, he says, well, I'm, he says, I'm writing an authorized book on the Buckmaster, and I'd wonder if you'd answer a couple of questions for me. I said, I'd be happy to. So he had some facts that were not particularly accurate. I sort of reshaped them, and, right. and the book went Filled forward. Filled in the blanks for him. For his exactly. Book. Sure exactly. And, of course, he published the book in 2011, and, uh, you know, we went from there. Yep. So we were chatting one time, and we developed a relationship. So we were chatting, and I said, you know, I'd, I'd like to go forward on this combat diver knife. He says, well, he says, you know, he says, I, I speak with Bob McDonald, and I, and I speak with him frequently. Mm -hmm. Let me call him up. So he called Bob. I, I talked with Bob. Bob was one of the principal developers of the Buckmaster. Okay. He, worked, he worked for Qualitech. Gotcha. So I told Bob what I was looking for, and Bob produced this prototype you have before you. Okay. This is, this is, this the, is, this is the Bob McDonald prototype. Bob McDonald 2.0 prototype. Yeah. yeah. Buckmaster. And this is a beefy, heavy knife. Mm-hmm. Can we get a picture of that? And a uh, little, little different design. I mean, it, it's kind of reminiscent of the, uh, the original Buckmaster. And you see some hints of it in here. Look at our, our little selfies. <laughs> so the issue here, of course, was if you take a look at the anchoring system, you'll note that you need a screwdriver to attach it. Oh, okay. So one of the things I discussed with Rich and with Bob, I said, this is for a combat diver, combat swimmer. Right. I said, it's going to be black, it's going to be cold, he's going to have gloves on. He'd never be able to attach that. Right. So that just sort of sat there. Sure. And unfortunately, Bob passed away. Oh, sorry. So to hear that. Yeah. 
Rich said, you know, Doug Olson might be interested in, in Helping doing us. this. Yeah, and matter of fact, last year uh, we uh, ran into Bob. Or yeah, ran into Doug. Doug. Right after we we did the the talk here with you. Oh, really? And yep. we went to go see him. And, and what again, a coincidence! There is no coincidence. I know see, you're going to say yeah, that. Yeah, you knew I was going to say that, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. So we live by that motto. So we spoke with Bob last year, and I spoke with Doug last year, and Doug said, "You know how I am, Tom." I said, "I know." I said. Before we go any further, I will send you an operational requirement, <laughs> meaning a list of features that this thing needs to have and tasks that it needs to do. So whatever you produce, we can test against the operational requirement. Okay. He said, fair enough. So I sent Doug the operational requirement, which I have listed here for you to review later on. Oh, okay. And Doug produced... The first Doug Olson prototype. This is my favorite. <laughs> this is the first Doug Olson prototype. And the features that I liked of this prototype mm -hmm. is that it's reminiscent of the Buckmaster because mm -hmm. it has a hollow handle. Right. It has an anchoring system. It's tough, rugged, and you have to admit that it looks formidable. It does. It's substantially lighter than... Bob McDonald's version. Then the first yeah, prototype. But it's it's a suitable knife. But as we looked at it, we found that it was going to be probably prohibitively expensive. Cost prohibitive, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> this is a beautiful knife. So it's all one piece. So the uh, the second prototype here that we're looking at, uh, it's more speared uh, shape design in the blade. The, uh, uh, the teeth. Teeth. Yeah, they're, they're, the back serrations are they're finer. Yeah, now the they're difference fine. is if you look at those in, in comparison to the 1911 of uh, of dive knives, the Mark V. Yeah, that those teeth mimic it. Okay. So that 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 goes back historically, and, and uh, that's great for sawing. You know, all the stuff the seals would need in the wet environment. Yeah. So that, that's why. Well, the, the idea of the finer teeth, of course, is because you're cutting line, you're cutting rope. You're cutting monofilament, right. which Bob McDonald's knife just simply wouldn't function at. Yeah, you're not cutting tree branches or no. anything like that. No, not with, with this, this thing. thing. Yeah. yeah. So and then it's a hollow handle, too. All one piece hollow handle. Yep. So you put blasting caps or whatever exactly. you need down, yeah, down in that handle. It, right? That was the operation. And that's wire. what I love about this yeah. it's all one so solid piece. It was designed for one electronic, electronic blast cap and two. One, that's right. Two non-electric blasting caps and one electric blasting cap. Okay. So Doug and I discussed this, and I said, you know, Doug, this is perfect. I said, but cost-wise, yes, yeah, never going to happen. Be able to produce it. He yeah. says, well, what do you like about the feature? And I said, well, the feature that I like, of course, is the hollow handle. He says, well, let me let me work on it. Okay. So he worked on it, and he came up with an idea of having a detachable pod that acted in the handle the same way this was. Right having a flat blade knife that was considerably less expensive to yeah. manufacture. So this is a detachable pod that has a press fit cap that would keep the same characteristics and meet the same operational requirements. So the one that I'm holding now, it has, it's, it's a, cr a cross between the first release and the second release where I've got the flat handle, but they've implemented uh, on the, uh, the grip uh, a more cylindrical grip than a flat grip. Um, so you get the storage. So these are detachable. That's correct. On this one, so that you can open and close these 
and use them as storage. That's correct. Uh, but we've still got the fine teeth, still got the nice spear point. Um, and the weight's dropped a little bit more, too. Correct. So it's a little more light, too. So, yeah. So this we're was getting a, somewhere now. We're, we're getting yeah. closer this was to an our interesting, end game. This was an interesting compromise, but if you can if you can hear that, <laughs> it makes noise. Yeah. And That's a no-no. That's a, that's a big no-no, but more importantly, it's very, very difficult to get the cylinder out. Mm -hmm. And you could certainly never get it out if you had wetsuit gloves on or anything like right. that. So the practicality of it is probably not the best. Right. So I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this real simple. I said, Doug, you're a smart guy. This is what I want. I want the blade of your first prototype, and I want the handle of Bob McDonald's. Okay. He goes, I can do that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Why didn't you say so? <laughs> he said, so this is the final prototype okay. with the blade and the handle and you can see it has a complete different look and feel right a no lot lighter move. simple for them to make right now i notice there's a screw here is well, that grip is removable okay so this is a removable grip mm -hmm. so do you loosen it and then it twists or does it come off completely it comes off completely okay now the reason that this knife exists is because as i went back to the operational requirements and I ran them by colleagues of, that were still on active duty. Mm -hmm. They said, you know, you know, Tom, there's probably not a need to store blasting caps in the handle of the knife. <laughs> Anymore. So if you, it, so if you, not these days. That was right. 36 years <laughs> ago. Yeah, so, yeah. So, if you, so if you remove that capability, you clearly have a very good functioning knife. Right. So that's the reason the grip has changed. Okay. But if you feel it in your hand, it has the right feel to it. Right. As, it as contours you, to exactly to the uh, the fingers and the palm. So we did a bunch of testing on all four prototypes, and the latest prototype, the one that Buck is going to put into production, met or exceeded all the characteristics of the operational requirement. Okay. So Very good. from that standpoint, this is. You know, the 2.0. This is the 2.0. Nice. Now it'll have a different color grip, and it'll, the blade will be made out of a different material. Now what about our anchoring system for this? Well, the anchoring system is unique because as you put it in, it can anchor either way. It can anchor in this capacity mm -hmm. where you can use it as a repelling mechanism or an hand, anchor to tie something up on. Anchor or hand right? shield guard. And you'll notice the handle has a opening that will be able to receive a carabiner or any kind of line okay. that you've been using for repelling. Yep. Now when you take this out and you reverse it, the horns pointing forward, it's then useful for sticking in the ground and having it anchor things that you're tying up, rubber boats, equipment, Whatever things of that be. nature. Yeah. So the anchoring system, and it's integrated into the, this will not be the final production version, but it's integrated the into this to the sheath so it's accessible gotcha. and I've worked it with diving gloves and it's and it's doable okay you know so so that's the reason that it's come to this particular effort very nice so what I'm what I'm holding here in my hand lead heads now is is the final 2.0 buckmaster 2.0 I'm sure there's probably gonna be a few oh, more there'll little be, there'll be several little touch ups here and yeah. there yeah um, but I mean, basically what we're looking at here, and we're going to be posting these online, yep. is the 2.0. It's beautiful. I love it.
Weight-wise, feels great. What's the steel that we're using on this? They're going to use the buff proprietary steel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And they're going to also do their Cerakoting. And then in the future, they're going to be able to even Cerakote colors. Uh, that's already been talked about. They're going to have different color handles available. but Different the, materials and things like that? Different materials, possibly. Um, lots of really cool stuff coming out with this. Uh, really exciting. I mean, it's, it's uh, just been really cool. But uh, what's nice is, like, for example, you know, there's going to be a little bit more knurling on the grip. Oh, yeah. And, and everybody, the first question with these prototype posters that, that uh, we did, we, uh, so we introduced it here as a, a soft launch. Mm -hmm. uh, in a few months, there's going to be a great article on the, uh, actually on me, <laughs> uh, in Knives Illustrated, and I talk about oh, this. Oh, cool, man. Congratulations. Questions, but... Yeah, really cool. So another way that they can get information on this, Rich, is you started a Facebook page. I did. It's called Buckmaster Knives, and um, it, that, that's probably the one of the best places to go because I, I found out that, uh, I'm not going to mention any names, but one of the uh, search engines have been blocking Buck with tactical stuff, which is totally... Oh, really? Uh, if anybody knew this, I mean, yeah, people... So they they have their tactic. If you go to Buck Knives' website, you won't see their tactical stuff, which is a sin, because they just came out with that new uh, uh, ground combat knife, mm -hmm. which is awesome, because you guys can buy that, and once you love that ground combat knife, you're going to love the combat diver. So Buck, you know, did the whole cool circle thing of you know symbiotic you have the ground and now you have the sea which mm -hmm. is awesome and like the commander said the air can adapt to either so we're good <laughs> all right you um, just get them both and you're set right. now with with the hollow handle version mm -hmm. um there will more than likely be a limited edition of that in the future okay so you know uh, we designed a whole bunch of different uh blade styles along yeah. this line the anchor system will fit on all those styles, and the handles will fit on all those styles. So it's a pretty exciting time, you know, and so cool, oh, absolutely. cool to be a part of it. And you're saying somewhere around April? Or you know what? Okay, so what, what Buck does is they have a whole bunch of different things, processes they have to go through, and they're going to do a run of 125 of them. That's like their standard okay. before they actually launch it to the public. So what we're going to do is we're going to get the majority of those into operators' hands uh, through uh, uh, through some sources with the commander here, and uh, then they're going to go full bore. I, I do expect to see it pretty pretty soon, sooner than later, you know. Very but good. It, but and, and we'll and keep everybody up oh, to date here, on the status. Here's another really cool thing. Uh, back in 1985, the retail of the Buckmaster was $168, which uh, nowadays in uh, 2020 is $401. Okay. okay. Um, we're talking the retail of under $299. It, oh, might, wow. it, it might even be $199. We're not sure yet. They have to do some more processes. But so, either I mean, way, realistically, half the cost of the original. Yeah, yeah. Wow. And, and double the knife. All the weaknesses are gone. The commander assured that. It originally, you know, uh, he didn't mention this, but originally, for the first Buckmaster idea, um, he wanted a spear pointer, you know, be just because it's so strong. And right. everybody thought the clip point was sexy, you know, the Rambo knife. And, and let it be known that uh, that that awesome bar is Dooley McCluskey's. That's no longer around, uh, but they are called McPhee's. McPhee's. Yes. 
Okay, and that is where? In Oceanside, right, yep. sir? Oceanside. Yeah. So yep. you could go to the actual bar. You could. I got a picture of it in my book. The birth of the Buckmaster. <laughs> yeah. Happened. Isn't that hilarious? Now, so. have they framed the uh, the napkin that you guys <laughs> no. were drawing on this <laughs> no. up there? No, they haven't. <laughs> That's funny. That's the first thing I asked. I go, sir, did you keep that napkin? Because he drew it on a bar napkin. What? You, you know, should recreate it idea. at least. That, yeah, that's good. <laughs> recreate it and yeah. then sign it and then have them post it up there yes. above the booth. That would be awesome. We'll see. Anyway, um, this process of developing the prototype is chronicled in this little article here that I've given you. Well, thank you. And uh, it's equipped with all pictures and specifications of all the iterative knives that we've went through. And there's been about 10 of them before right. we've gotten here. But the last four prototypes are the prototypes that both Bob McDonald and Doug Olson uh, invested a lot of time and energy in, and right. have, have put forth an excellent product. So, and we're what's, very pleased. Yeah, and cool. Historically, are both those gentlemen were uh, intimately involved in the very first Buckmaster and the M9 bayonet. So, yeah. it's pretty pretty neat history. Very it, fortunate that uh, you had them to have access to the the 2.0 there. So, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And and of course yourself. And, and <laughs> for sure, oh my goodness! Well, between the two of you, I mean, that's yeah. why it, that's why it exists now. You yes, know, sir. that's why we do have a Buckmaster 2.0 coming <laughs> soon to a retailer near you, thanks to Commander Tom and and Rich. So thank you, thank you guys. Thank no, you. hey, as as knife enthusiasts, uh, you know, we really appreciate the effort that you guys have put into this to bring back such a an iconic knife. You know, back to the market, back to back to America. America, you got it. Right? Yes. <laughs> so thank you guys so much. We appreciate it. Thank you. So as as it progresses and we get closer to the actual release, we'll get you guys back on, okay. and uh, we'll do a little special release show. Excellent. For it. Fine. All Very right. cool. All right, guys. More awesomeness coming from the 2020 SHOT Show here at the lead quarters of Buck Knives as I'm sitting here chilling in my boots from Twisted X, the official footwear of Talking Lead. We'll be back with more. <laughs> just, just go ahead and let it roll. I don't care. Roll it, roll it, roll it. So, Dooley, we were talking earlier, and uh, you were talking about one of the, the innovative products that you've seen at the show, and you were talking about uh, this interchangeable barrel system. Uh, yeah, it was. it was. It was really amazing. I looked at it and hadn't seen a system set up quite like that. Yeah. You know, it's one of those that's say often imitated but never duplicated on something like this where it's it's a new system and it looks really neat and easy to use right and as we were sitting here talking about it lo and behold look who walks up it's it's our good buddy joe weir hey how you doing <laughs> with leo takedown yes sir yes, yeah sir. it's good to see you joe nice to see you too so did you bring me lunch or something i mean you've got your lunch box there you just you just well, actually, uh, got a meal for later. What what what's believe, going on here? Believe it or not, that is an application of the Leo takedown. Okay, so um, fits into the size of a lunch pail, full size rifle. So uh, let me look in your pail here. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm opening uh, Joe's lunch box, and lo and behold, there's a bunch of metal in here. Look at this. So as I'm pulling this out, talk about it and describe what I'm doing here. So uh, he's he's pulling out a, a receiver and he's pulling out a lower receiver with a folding stock and the Leo takedown uh, installed on it. So it's it's where the barrel nut would go on your traditional upper. 
That is correct. For, uh, for Replaces the barrel nut. Uh, it's designed to work with just about any mil-spec uh, AR uh, with a rail. Okay. So it's a, it's a coupling. It uh, replaces the delta ring. And it allows for you to instantly change the barrel, pull the barrel off, put it back on uh, with uh, just simple muscle memory, uh, pulling back on the slip ring and uh, inserting the barrel into the receiver. So I'm going to line up the uh, the marks with the, the yes, holes sir. here. With the lockouts. So that I it has a... Pull back the spring. That is correct. Line up the gas tube. Just let it settle and then pull back and drop it in. And just like that, it's done. And just like that. So I've assembled a uh, pistol, an, an AR pistol here. Now, this is actually SBR. You brought me an SBR. Nice. I did. <laughs> Even better. Uh, and just like that, I went from a lunch pail to I'm ready to rock and roll and uh, exercise my Second Amendment rights. <laughs> there <you laughs> go. Even comes with the magazine. Even the has the magazine ready, ready to go. Rock and roll. And you can do this with any mil-spec AR platform. That is correct. Uh, so it's a very simple installation. Uh, we've got a video online at leotakedown.com, and uh, the the video is eight minutes long. Uh, the installation only takes seven. So the video is longer than the actual. The video, yeah. The process. last minute is full auto. Uh, us having some fun with it out back. Um, it's uh, it's a really cool product. So the inventor of this uh, was a Marine Cobra pilot. That uh, the Marines decided he absolutely had to fly with a full size rifle in the cockpit. And if you know anything about uh, the Cobra helicopters, they're real small. Yeah. So uh, he came back. A cramped space. Yeah. Right. So he came back and said, there's got to be a better way to do this. And, uh, and came up with the Leo takedown. So um, That's awesome. We've worked with the uh, Floyd County uh, uh, Police Department in Rome, Georgia. We're out of Rome, Georgia. Okay. And uh, came, we've got a takedown bag that goes with it. Uh, the takedown bag is the size of a book bag. Okay. Um, they wanted something that they could uh, equip their officers with a rifle as they're on duty but not alert the public because you know the public gets really weird when they see someone carrying a rifle around sure so uh that allows them no matter to whether it's a good guy or not yeah. you know, good guy or bad guy they get real real nervous so uh they're able to carry a full-size rifle with them while they're on duty walking around it looks like a backpack and so but if anything were to happen that they needed it it's right there 15 seconds and um, and they've got a full-size rifle in their hands no having to run back to the car no having to uh, to call in their. All right, who's got out. a stopwatch? So so time me from unzip to putting it together. Time me <laughs> <clears throat> on uh, how long it takes me to do this. And keep in mind, I'm a bonehead. So all right, say say when. Ready, set, go. All right, I'm unzipping, taking it out. Popping it together there, grabbing the barrel, lining it up, popping it in, done. 21 seconds. 21 seconds, there you go. And that's me fumbling, bumbling around. So with practice, I mean, like you said, I mean, you can have this thing assembled in under 15 seconds. So yeah, we've got a gentleman in the booth that's been uh, doing this uh, for a while now, uh, demonstrations. He can do it in seven seconds. Seven seconds flat, huh? Seven seconds flat. Now, that's with the, the deployment bag. We've got It's a sling bag, a sling backpack um, that slips around, it opens up, and it, it uh, displays the weapon in a way that uh, it, it goes right to your hand. And, and uh, So you 
you pulled it out of a lunchbox in right. 20 seconds. So, yeah. yeah, unzip, pulling it out of my lunch pail. This, right. And this being this being the the second time you've actually handled it. Right. Yeah. Just like that. I mean, it's it no learning curve whatsoever on this. So um, any AR platform. So uh, it's a takedown. It, it makes your AR compact, easily concealable, carryable. Uh, but then also it gives you the ability to switch out calibers. That is correct. So with the same bolt, you can go from five five six to three hundred blackout. So uh, from a uh, readiness standpoint, you could have a uh, close quarters 300 blackout barrel uh, suppressed, or you could have a 5.56 16-inch uh, regular carbine rifle right. uh, with you at all times in a in a package the size of a backpack. So for law enforcement officers, uh, it's it's really a no-brainer. Or I could have. or I could do a 6.5 Grindle uh, and just change out my bolt and change out your bolt. That's change correct. out my bolt. Yeah, and that I mean that's another small piece that I could have in there ready to go so you know i can go from close quarter combat to uh to, to long range precision that's correct in that's correct. seven seconds yeah well <laughs> with, with, with practice now uh, with pra- well yeah yeah you know we're going to practice this and you're saying that the uh the system itself the takedown system itself um the takedown kit is uh 10 ounces 10 ounces so the um, f- full it, thing's 10 ounces okay that's correct but it 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 goes in at the balance point of the rifle um, so it doesn't add any nose heaviness or tail heaviness to it. it it's uh, in a nice spot uh, to keep your balance. Very cool. Now, where can they go again, the website, to check out the videos and the product? LeoTakedown.com. LeoTakedown.com. Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Go Joe, ahead and order. This, is, this we'll- is awesome, man. Thank you for bringing this uh, innovation to the market and uh, introducing it to our leadheads here on the Talking Lead Podcast. Well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Yeah. So, what else is LEO Takedown doing? Is this uh, this is their introductory into the market, or do they doing some other stuff so too? So, we, we've been doing this for a while. Um, we actually have some new products coming out. Uh, we've got a integrated uh, upper receiver uh, for this, so this adds on to your standard mil spec. Okay. We're also in a way to cut down weight and working with OEMs. Uh, we have an integrated upper receiver um, where this entire assembly, the deltering assembly, is actually built into the forging. Okay. Uh, so it, it makes it lighter, makes it more compact. Uh, so all you would do is you just need the the adapter for your barrel. For the barrel, that's correct. And we sell uh, so we sell the kit for two ninety nine retail. Uh, we sell additional adapters. So the, the the kit does one rifle. Okay. Uh, a barrel and a, and a receiver. Uh, you can buy additional barrel couplings for sixty dollars at the at the website. Okay. Um, so you can have as many barrels as you want. Uh, you know, to line up with your receiver. Not a big deal where I live, but in some areas, having yeah. a single receiver is an issue sure. and uh, allows you to have multiple guns, uh, multiple capabilities with just the one receiver. Yeah. So if you've got paperwork or something, has got to go with that. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got the uh, we've got the add-on. We're also working on a 308. Uh, we've had a, ah, a large number of requests. Okay. Um, that is a rifle that uh, really, it's, it's unwieldy, no matter which one it is. Yeah. Um, and the ability to break that thing right at the receiver and take the barrel down uh, makes for a very compact package for a very capable rifle. Very good. Gentlemen, do you have any questions? Oh, I've got all kinds of questions. <laughs> <laughs> but none for Joe. Okay. No, no, no I got, I've got one for him. So uh, yeah. the one thing in, in listening to this and talking about, you know, we, we've been talking about how it changes and it just screws onto the barrel and that's the only cha- change it is. 
So you don't have to use your proprietary handguard. That is correct. So if you already have a handguard that you really like or something, you can you can just keep using whatever handguards you're already using. That is correct. It uses a standard barrel nut. Um, so the the coupling that goes on the on the barrel. Uh, has the same threads as the uh, upper receiver does. So your uh, barrel nut now turns into a rail holder uh, since the clamping mechanism is done by the Leo takedown. Uh, there's no, uh, the only caveat to the handguard is that uh, if it does not like anti-rotation tabs because it's, very, it's flat on the back where the, where the coupling is. Uh, so if you've got anti-rotation tabs, you, you, you'll have to take them off, but most rails don't. So. I mean, I've got a Dremel, so I'm pretty much a gunsmith, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's correct. <laughs> you can fix anything with a Dremel. Aren't, aren't we all? Well, very cool, Joe. Thank you so much again for, uh, for bringing this to the podcast here at the 2020 SHOT Show. Uh, do you guys have a booth set up? We, we get do. a lot of good traffic? We do. 4167 downstairs. Um, yeah. yeah, we've had a lot of traffic. Um, nice. A lot of different folks, a lot of uh, police agencies coming by. Uh, we've had some defense industries coming by. It's, uh, we're very excited. Very cool. All right. Well, uh, maybe we'll get one of these in, in my hands, and uh, I can try it out. And the 308, I definitely, that, that's going to be sweet when you get that one out. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah. sir. We're, we're in testing right now. We've, we've, got, uh, we've got a couple of them that we've, uh, that we've made. Uh, we're just working through the tweaks. You know, the 308's not a standardized platform quite like the 556. Yeah. There's some differences between the brands, and we want to make sure that this thing works with everybody. Yeah. Um, so, so we've got it out there. We've got it shooting. And, and when we've uh, finally got, we're, we're confident we have the questions answered, we'll, we'll have it out for you. Very cool. All right, guys, there's more coming from the 2020 SHOT Show from the official headquarters of Buck Knives. All right, Leadheads, we are back at the 2020 SHOT Show at the official lead quarters of Buck Knives, booth 14504. And I know as you're listening to this, SHOT Show's over probably. <laughs> so, but hopefully you've been ch checking our live feeds. Uh, we just did one with this lovely lady. We've got Amanda, did you use your middle name also? Amanda Lynn Mayhew. That's right. And she's, she's Canadian, Leadheads. So I am. So we're introducing her to the American market. She has a hunting show, the, the top female-hosted hunting show in Canada called Just Hunt. So some of you ladies may have, have heard of Amanda. So Amanda, welcome into the show. Thank you for having me. This is great. I yeah. was excited to meet you and, and find out what you do, and I think you do great things. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. We, we try to do our best. You know, it's so. good. It's good. It's good. Exposure our goal is, good. is to present the 2A community uh, in a positive light, you know, and we do that by having awesome people like yourself on from all around the world, you know, because the, the, the Second Amendment rights just aren't here in America. I mean, people, I mean, even though they're suppressed in other countries, you still have that right. Absolutely. You know? It's a God-given right. You can't have a government tell you whether you can or can't defend yourself and how, how you defend yourself. Correct. You know, so you're doing great things in Canada by representing the, uh, here in America what we call our Second Amendment rights. Uh, by doing the hunting and doing a fine job of it, I understand. Thank you very much. Not only do I do the hunting, though, I also created an association about 10 years ago called the Women's Hunting Association. So it allows me to, to be able to mentor and teach women on firearms, archery, hunting, fishing, off-roading, all these other things, too. So cool. And I incorporate that into the show. Nice. So, so let's talk about the show Just Hunt. How did you get started in... Uh, well, in hunting in general, talk about your 
born. Born, born raised into hunting it. and fishing. We lived in a small remote community in northern Ontario and it was just what we did to put meat in the freezer. So it wasn't, we didn't have a super wealthy family and dad and mom liked being out in the bush and hanging out together. So we always brought us girls out and mom was the angler and dad was the hunter and yeah, yeah. It just it was just second nature. It was basically I thought everybody did it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. It's I, just a way of life, right? Right. And then yeah. I moved to southern Ontario where it's more heavily populated and um I realized then that not everybody does this. Right, it's not normal. There's this thing called a grocery store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So um, I continued to do what I what I did. Like I, I had, I was heavy into the fitness side of things at that time. I had my own fitness magazine. Oh, cool. Always in the media, doing like figure modeling and stuff like that. But I was connected with another magazine, senior editor of this Outdoor Canada magazine, mm -hmm. and he recognized on social media that I was, even though I was in the fitness. Heart. I was still traveling back up north to do all my hunts. Mm -hmm. He threw me on a notable women's hunting panel back in 2011. That snowballed okay. and it just kept rolling and rolling and rolling. And then there was Bass Pro and then I was an ambassador for Cabela's for a number of years. I did radio broadcasting, had a show called Nothing But Outdoors. Cool. I came to my very first SHOT show. 2016. 2016, okay. 2016, came down with 511. I was here. And um, had a meeting with Wild TV out of Canada, and they pitched this awesome project where you only, I, I, and I always said no, I was never going to do TV. Mm -hmm. and Why? Why I would you know. turn down TV? Because it didn't, I just didn't want that, I don't know. Yeah. Like photo shoots it's were a little fun scared. and pictures were fun, but shit, now I got to talk on TV. <laughs> <laughs> I got to bring this stuff right in front of millions of people. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. And it was, it was nerve wracking, right? So they pitched this concept where you only had to film three episodes for a whole season and you're just oh, yourself. Wow. And what they had hooked me on was all you have to do is just hunt. Well, I'd already had that branded to my name mm -hmm. for, from years before. And I said, okay, you know what? If all I have to do is just hunt. Easy peasy. Right. And did two Just years of three episodes. Something you do natural anyway. Yeah. And then so you started off in the fitness mm -hmm. industry and you wound up with your own hunting show. That's right. That is cool. Kind of neat, huh? It is. And you've yeah. been doing the TV show for four years now. Is that what I understand? This is my fourth production year. Congratulations. Yes. And now are so. you doing more than just three episodes a year Yeah, now? we do 13. Oh, so, so you do a full-blown yeah. season then. So last year we produced, or actually two years ago... We produced 12 episodes in the best of, and this year we just produced 12 episodes, which okay. starts airing in April. Now you're, you're hunting and fishing and yep. and doing you know all the stuff, not off roading. Off roading, okay. Yeah. Yep. So that's kind of a big deal, and I mean, when you're hunting and fishing, there's usually some sort of off roading that goes hand in hand. Now you got to get off road to go <laughs> do that kind of stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. So I really push the power sports part of it. Plus, I ride. I ride a motorcycle. So we've done a couple of episodes with uh, some celebrities where we've jumped on the motorcycles oh, cool. and gone for a ride. So I try to incorporate. I was told, Amanda, if you're ever going to do a TV show, you're going to be yourself. Yeah. I have my slogan is "Be real, be strong, be you," and I've used that all through my fitness career and rolled it into my hunting. And I had a, a mentor in the the, the the TV industry who said. If you're ever going to do a show, you got to make it different than everything else that's out there, and you have to be yourself. So it's exactly what I do. Right. So everything that I do without the cameras, I do with the cameras. So no matter what it is. So I live on a farm. I work out. You'll see me doing push-ups in random crazy <laughs> places on my show. You know. So I, I and it's entertaining, and and I'm a jackass. I love to have fun. You're so a jackass. <laughs> I'm not just sitting in a tree stand for seven days waiting for that deer. You're to come a jill in. ass. <laughs> <laughs> and I've never shot an episode about deer hunting. Really? Never. So what are you hunting? Uh, moose, bears, 
Okay. Turkeys, uh, waterfowl, uh, elk. Um, Anything yeah. but deer, huh? I have. Are, I hunt deer. Yeah. I take. You just my, haven't done an episode on it. That's right. Uh, is not, that in the plans? It is. Uh, we shot a little bit of one this year when I did a take me hunting for deer for women. Mm-hmm. So we took four women who have never been deer hunting before. We oh, got them cool. set up with some crossbows. That's awesome. Um, that yes. they could keep for life. <laughs> Yeah. Theirs. They get to go home with those. That absolutely right. You get a crossbow. You get a crossbow. And Four you crossbows. get a crossbow. Yep. Nice. So we set them up with that. We brought them into um, kind of like a lodge setting and we hooked, you know, taught them how like gave them different opportunities to sit in different ways on the ground in a tower sand. And um, so we filmed a little bit about that. But personally, my deer hunts are my deer hunts. Like it's my week off from filming. And I've, yeah, I see a lot of deer hunting shows on TV. I think everyone's got that. So you think lot. it's overdone? Does that, no, I don't think it's overdone. Or, or, does it, or does it just like you just, when you're you're doing the production, the filming, it just, it's not deer season or something? Or Well, no, it is deer season, but it's usually another season too. Something else, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so it's usually moose season during deer season. So what's your most memorable uh, show to date, would you say? Most memorable most episode? Most memorable, yeah. Um, oh my Lord, all of them have such such something that is wow i wish i could do that again but i shot my first bull elk this past november in alberta so that was a pretty incredible experience Mm -hmm. i also harvested a 600 pound bear in alberta two years ago at 17 yards and i was sitting on the ground so that was pretty cool what did you use for that uh 300 wsm okay (laughs) (laughs) so you're not spear hunting that that black bear huh no but i could have you could (laughs) have but would you have no no would you have felt comfortable doing that? Yes. Scared shitless. No, I'm not. Absolutely I would have been not. with a spear. Yeah. No. So um, I had the 300. No. I bears don't scare me, and I don't know why. I've been hunting them for a long time. When we were doing the take me hunting for deer this year, I had a girl in the tree stand on, on top of me, and I sat at the base of the tree. Yeah. Just to to hang out. It was like the one night that we were just kind of there by ourselves, and. And she's like, well, I want to go try and sit tonight. And I said, okay, well, let's go do it. Well, there's not enough room for me in the tree stand with her. Yeah. She has a bow. So I just like, well, I'll just sit down here on the ground with a shotgun. And she's like, well, okay. Not even 45 minutes later, this big bear comes pounding in. And she's oh. up there crapping her pants. And I'm like, <laughs> it's all good. So I actually had the camera rolling. And I turned, I moved the camera in a whole bunch of different angles. So you're filming. Filming. And you got a shotgun. And I have the shotgun up. And the bear is like 15 yards away from me. And he's checking me out. And I'm checking him out. And I'm filming this whole thing. That it's on is, my Instagram page. That is awesome. Oh, so we can go see this. Yeah, you can see it. What's the Instagram? Uh, As our I'm, listeners are listening to this, they're going to go look it up. <laughs> Amanda Lynn Mayhew on Instagram. You can check it out. And, and I don't post a whole lot on Instagram, so it's not too far down. Okay. And it's Amanda Lynn, L-Y-N-N. M-A-Y-H-E-W. W. There you yes. go, ladies. Go check her out on the Instagrams. And I'm sure you're on the Facebooks also. I am on Facebook. I do a lot more of those kind of posts on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So. Do you, do you have it where it's set? Would you do Instagram? It automatically goes to Facebook? No. See, mine does that. So I don't that like that. I don't, have to, I don't I, have to do it twice. It is less work, but it's less personal. Okay. So right. I always thought that way. Right. And I have Twitter too, and I don't. So don't take it personal, Leadheads, <laughs> that I do that. But <laughs> I got the automatic to Twitter too. So I do Instagram, and it goes to Twitter and do Facebook. Do you know that you get more engagement if you don't do that? If you wait Probably. a couple of hours and repost on the other social media platforms, you get more engagement. I just don't. I, I struggle. Don't have time. No, I struggle. It's not that I don't have time, it's just I don't have the um, skills. 
Oh. I suck at posting. Oh. It takes me to do like a, a one picture, two word thing. It takes me like 20 minutes. To, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Okay. Well, um, I could probably help you with that. <laughs> okay. Okay. I could use some help. The leadheads know that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, so you also have a website for the hunting show. I do. Yep. So justhunt.ca. We have... Um, a couple of the old shows that are on there, the old episodes, um, and we have, I have a store, an online store, which is okay. pretty, it's got some cool gear on there for men and women, and some of the stuff is custom made by me, and... Um, like jewelry or... No, not jewelry. I have, actually, so I have the Bear Strong jewelry. clothing line, which is, okay. the designs are custom made. I try to find something, and if I can't, I just design it and get it built and then offer it to the public. Um, I have a cosmetics line called Bear Kiss. Okay. Because I'm a fan of lip gloss. I don't care. I'm still a girl and black eyeliner. So I have the Bear Kiss cosmetics line. <laughs> and then I have um, Bear Essential or Bear Necessities Coffee. I have bear smoked coffee. Just the Bear Necessity. Right. And then I have uh, Bear <laughs> Essentials Home Decor. So we do a couple of little fun things online. So you got a whole line of, yeah, of stuff. I do. That's awesome. Yeah. And is this just available in Canada? No, or? no. You can go okay. on and shop right now. So you, you ship worldwide. <laughs> I do. Very yeah. cool. Hats, Very cool. toques, t-shirts. Now your hunts. Let's get back to your hunts. Um, do you just hunt in Canada or no. do you travel the world? No. So, uh, uh, not the world, but I have done... Um, well, I have done one hunt in the States. I actually came down to Louisiana two years ago and built my first gun with Joe Moe. Yeah, Joe. Yeah. Good job. Friend of the show. Yeah. So Backless defense. I, um, I built a gun with him, and then we traveled over to Florida and went hog hunting with them. So that was pretty cool. Yeah. Was that your first hog hunt? That was my first hog hunt, and it was it was awesome. It's addicting, isn't it? It Yes and no. It It is everything you can't do in Canada, I did. <laughs> hunting from a moving vehicle at night with a fully automatic rifle. Did you use thermals and suppressors yeah, and all that? Yeah, absolutely. All that? Yeah. Everything. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. It was awesome. Yeah. And it, and we and we filmed it. So it's part of the it's part of oh, the okay. show. So actually cool. that's the season that's airing right now actually on Wild, but I've switched networks and will be airing on Sportsman Channel now. Okay. So once that quarter starts, then that episode will be uploaded to Just Hunt. So the, the Sportsman's Channel is in America too, do they or it's is it just a Canadian, can, a Canadian Sportsman's Channel? No, it's uh they so they've They've um, branched, expanded. expanded, I guess. Yeah. yeah, would be a good word. So Sportsman Channel launched in Canada in January of 2019. Okay. So now they're, yeah, we have. So so that what they air in Canada is also can be seen on the Sportsman uh, Channel some in of America, the shows, maybe? Some of them? Some of the shows. So okay. some, of the, some of the shows that sign on with Sportsman Channel have the opportunity to also gotcha. um, air in the States. Sweet. So I don't know what's going on with mine yet. We'll, we'll find out, but... Yeah. So, what do you got coming up, hunt-wise? What's uh, what's a big one you can talk about? and Not give anything away. Um, something that I filmed last year, or something that's coming up fresh this year. Fresh. This Just like, year. Here's here's what you can expect from Amanda. From this year, something in the works right now, and what what I've never done before is a horseback oh. in northern BC for either I'm not sure what it's going to be it's either going to be moose or caribou okay so it's your first time on horseback uh first time on horseback in a hunt yeah and it would be my first time caribou hunting caribou yeah so I think it will be interesting I think it will uh-huh I shot I shot a moose rifle I see. rifle okay. yeah so um I have a I mean I can't see like a you know a cowboy and Indian you know the Indians <laughs> riding with a bow and yeah. No, no, you're not going to be doing any of that. No, no, I actually have a custom-built Rocky Mountain rifle. Um, the company out of BC Core Lanes uh, built it for me with custom ballistics on it, mm-hmm. and um, 
that's that that's what I'll be using. Now, do you prefer bow or rifle? I'm a I'm a gun girl, absolutely. Like I do rifle. do archery mm-hmm. because some seasons call for it, but I am all about guns. Now, on the archery, are you the crossbow or are you the? Uh, I do both, like but compounds? I have compound. Yeah, okay. I prefer compound for sure. I've used a crossbow for like 15 years, but so I I, I have never done uh, bow hunting. Really? And that's something that I'm going to do this coming season. Oh. Yeah. So that's my goal is uh, to get into into the archery. Yeah. It's it's fun. Um, I think it's getting a lot more exposure now. But mm-hmm. uh, I'm I've I love guns. Like I, I oh I do too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do too. Which just, is why I've never <laughs> you know archery hunted before. So my son's really good at archery. Now you were telling a story about your son. Tell talk about the the bear story. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So like he this. shot his first bear when he was twelve. Yeah. And um, it was a it was a decent Which size. Which is amazing in itself. Yeah. <laughs> so the following, so he he would harvest more bears, and um, I would clean them for him. So I had ended up going out and buying him a buck knife for Christmas, and I said, "This is what you're going to use from now on when you when you harvest a bear. This is That's what you're going to cool. use." <laughs> and so he harvested his bear, and he handed the knife back over to me, and he's like, "Here, mom, take the knife back. Take yeah. the knife back and use this." And I'm like, "What?" <laughs> So, Did yeah. he want you to clean the knife, or was he just no, like... No, no. He, he, he's like, dinner's he, done now, Ma. He was young. He was 13, 14 years old, and he he would, he would could open up the, the animal, yeah. but when it came to the actual processing, he's Sticking just like... Sticking your hands in there and getting the guts. Not confident enough to where to cut, right? Yeah. Like, he has no problem scooping the stuff out, whatever, but it yeah. was just like, I don't want to mess this up, so can you help me out? And then going around the, you know, the rear end, yeah, he's yeah. not a fan of that. Yeah, the butt. <laughs> The old anal cut, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Well, cool. So uh, check her out on Just Hunt. The website is, again. JustHunt.ca. Just .ca, not .com. Yeah, don't go to .com. There's no and telling what will come up there. <laughs> and there's a couple more. I have AmandalinMehu.com, and that kind of, uh, it's a little bit more about me because I do a lot of public speaking as well. I speak a lot uh, across Canada about women in the industry and how important it is and mm-hmm. And my kind of role in, in how I've helped promote women in the industry over the last 15 years. Um, I do firearm seminars and hunting seminars, clinics and stuff like that. And then cool. I have the Women's Hunting Association.com as well as where you can learn more about the programs that I that I run and organize. So Very I cool. have three websites. You got a lot to manage, girl. I do. I you, do it well. You got an empire. <laughs> The ALM ALM Empire. <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, very cool. We appreciate you taking the time to uh, introduce yourself and your show to the Leadhead Brigade. Thank you. I'm sure you're going to pick up a lot more followers now. I think I'm going to listen now because I just met you. Well, I, I didn't I even know. know. Right? Yeah. yeah so on the range. Know, I didn't know Talking Lead was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We did have a good time at the range. We did. We did. So let's talk about that real quick before we sign off. Um, so you had a chance to probably walk around a little more than I did. Yeah, I did. Uh, so what really stood out to you on uh, range day yesterday? Oh, yesterday or the day before? Well, we did two. We did two. All right, so the day before at Antares, let's talk about that range day. So that one, um, I shot some of the HK pistols and the Walther pi- pistols and mm-hmm. the Umarex. 
-hmm. was it was something that I've never seen or shot before. So the one that ran the CO2 with the little the little dart. Yeah, they're doing the the pellet guns. Yeah, so yeah, that was the air interesting. Guns. The yeah, Umarex is making some pretty cool things. Yeah, they are. It's amazing what they're doing with with air guns these days. Yeah, so I thought that was that was what stood out to me. Okay. So I'm not really a pistol shooter. Like I teach it at range day and I use it, but I don't own one myself. I have no use for one. I'm a hunter. They're illegal. And you're in, in Canada. I'm in Canada. Yeah. They're legal in Canada, but it, there's certain regulations and rules you got to follow. And you can't walk around the streets with them. Right. Yeah. So I shoot pistols, but I'm more of a rifle girl, shotgun. I love rifles and shotguns. That's my thing. And then yesterday at the industry range day, I shot the um, Black Rain ordinance mm -hmm. the nine mil with the suppressor on it and okay. that was pretty cool i like that one okay i, I was i didn't see that one no mm -mm. i didn't um, i didn't make it by uh black rain and then so i did did you go to caltex booth i did did you shoot the integrally suppressed I sub 2000 didn't but joe did okay yes yeah i didn't yeah i know it made an impression on joe you know it did and a couple of other people people were talking about that gun yeah. so everyone that we ran into yesterday at range day everyone was talking about talking it about that yeah. yeah yeah Yeah, it was pretty sweet and i heard there was some belt feds up on the hill but i didn't make it that there far. were a couple yeah there were a couple uh, uh actually we just had one of the guys maxim defense uh, had some 240s that they were running from their booth. Um, wow. I love belt feds. Yeah. When I was a little girl, I wanted to be Rambo. <laughs> Just like that. Just, Just like that. I want to be Rambo. My dad. Did you I, want that knife that he had? I have the knife. You've got the Rambo I, knife. Well, not his knife, but a similar knife. So right. when I was 11 years, I think I was 11, and we lived in Northern Ontario, and Gowan, the singer Gowan, came to Kirkland Lake, and my Never mom, anyways, he's a Canadian singer. Oh, okay. He came to the city, and my mom is like, she was right into music, so she she took my sister, uh -huh. and my dad's like, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to go see Rambo First Blood? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like 11. <laughs> so from that moment on, I'm like, oh my God, he's the coolest guy ever. <laughs> uh, all right, all right, so Rabbit, so Rambo. <laughs> the last one just came. Did, I you, know. did you watch it? I did. And what do you think about I it? I thought it was amazing. It was <sighs> not what I, ex but it wasn't what I expected. I okay. expected like full on Rambo, bang, bang, bang. But it actually had a story. It it did, and I thought it was a kooky story. I you didn't, didn't like that story. I didn't dig it at all. Um, like he's fighting the Mexican cartel. I know. For one, I was like Rambo, Mexican. I mean, you got to get more you know, militarized with this kind of stuff. True, you know? but he's past that. He can't redo Rambo 1 and 2 and 3. Sure and you can. 4 and 5. Absolutely. That's what <laughs> Rambo is, you know. But I thought it was a great story. Go out I, on a good note. I know. I thought it was entertaining and it told a good story. Okay. So that's that. That's my take I, on I it. I just couldn't get into it. I like the hammer. See him going through and just like knocking people out so, with the hammer. So I was, you know, I was sitting down. I was trying to watch it. And I just couldn't get into it. So I would oh. go and get a drink or I'd go get something to eat. And I would come back and, you know, I would catch parts of it here and there. And I'd sit down and watch it for, you know, five minutes. I was like, ah. Really? you got to go back and watch it again. I'll have to give it another shot. Because he got his ass whooped at the beginning, right? Uh, yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 And then It's, he, it's the classic he, Rocky, Rocky story, you know. He gets his ass beat. <laughs> you know, he picks himself up and he comes back and then he triumphs. Mm -hmm. You know, kind of thing. But, unfortunately, he was, you know. Well. Well, don't things, give it away. Don't. Spoilers. Things sideways. Spoilers. <laughs> Spoiler alerts. <laughs> well, we're going to have to do this again. We're going to have to get you back on the main show. For sure. For and, sure. And uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have fun with movies and music and all kinds of stuff. And maybe we can uh, hook up and do a hunt this year. Cause I'm, I would love uh, to do that. I'm scheduling my hunts right now, and I think I have something hooked up for Texas in the summertime. Ah. Um, but Hog I don't. Hunt? 
Uh, no. Something no, else? something else. Okay, muleys. I'm not telling you right now. Okay, all right, it's a surprise. <laughs> it's a surprise. Cats, we hunting cats, what are we hunting? Um, you'll have to wait. But I have flexible, I have fle- the flexibility to come back down here and do some nice. other stuff, so. We'll yeah. definitely be in touch. We'll try to we'll try to make that happen and get the, the lead heads cool. involved. Right, and then we can, we, you'd be on a show. Oh, there you go. Yeah. I don't know if you want this mug on a show or not. <laughs> That's why I do radio. Oh, come on now. <laughs> I have a face for radio. <laughs> oh, boy. Very good. Amanda, thank you again so much for taking the time to join us here at the 2020 SHOT Show, the official lead quarters here at Buck Knives. I literally just got here and came right to this booth. I've seen nothing yet. Oh, really? Okay. Like, nothing. Well, you'll have to come back later on and give us an update, and uh, we'll get your opinion on uh, what's innovative out there. You can update our lead heads on uh, I will all let the cool you know. Stuff. I will let you know you what can, catches you, my attention. You can be our chick on the street. I could do that. We'll get the chick on the street report from Amanda Lynn Mayhew coming uh, in a couple of episodes or so. Yes. So stay tuned, lead heads. Thank we'll, you. We'll be back with more. All right, lead heads, there you go. I hope that was uh, enough to get your motors revving for what's to come. Many more interviews from the 2020 SHOT Show coming your way, so stay tuned. Uh, All that in addition to our regularly scheduled program. Uh, We're going to be mixing these in like we normally do. Uh, If you've got any questions or comments about any of our interviews or any of the products that you're hearing about, just shoot me an email, talkinglead at gmail.com. I'd be happy to answer those or get those to the individuals that, uh, that can best answer your questions. And make sure you're going and supporting those that support this podcast, Leadheads. Amazing companies like Modern Spartan Systems don't just clean your firearms, optimize them with Modern Spartan Systems lines, cleaning solutions, lubricants, greases, and of course the always awesome TVT engine oil additive that I put in all my engine-driven machinery here around the house. My vehicles, my lawnmowers, everything. ModernSpartanSystems.com. Check them out. Keltec Weapons. Now, I had mentioned before that we're going to be giving away a CP-33, and that is going to happen. We have uh, partnered with Mission First Tactical again on this giveaway with Caltech. We're probably going to uh, do a little Buck Knives. We're probably going to do a little uh, S&B watches, Smith & Bradley watches, uh, and no telling what else. So we're putting together a nice little uh, prize package. We're going to do one of those Gleam giveaways uh, with Caltech and those companies that I just mentioned. So stay tuned for that. Uh, in the meantime, go show Caltech some love at uh, their social media, Instagram, Facebook, and of course on their website. And uh, go buy those guns, caltechweapons.com. And go check out their new line of firearms. Uh, we did a little thing on their new Sub 2000, integrally suppressed. It's amazing. You've got to go check it out. I'm sure there's all kinds of videos out there on it right now, but we did a little uh, little social media live Thing on it, and uh, of course, we did an interview with Keltec talking about it. That's going to be coming up in a in an episode. Fioki USA Ammo. Fioki has revamped their website, so go check them out at fiokiusa.com. Again, go to their Instagram, their Facebook page. If you haven't liked it, like it. Let them know that you are a leadhead, and we've got some great things coming from Fioki. We did an interview with Casey uh, along with Umarex. And you guys are going to enjoy that interview that we did. And that's going to be coming up in future episodes. Twisted X, the official footwear of Talking Lead during the 2020 SHOT Show. Really kept my feet comfortable during the entire show. I wore a pair of their Western boots and a pair of their eco-friendly 
sail stretch, cook a driving mocks, and man, were they comfortable. Go check out Twisted X on their social media and their Facebook pages. Let them know you're Leadhead. The awesome folks over at Mission First Tactical, bringing you guys the tactical wallets and tactical dump trays with the Talking Lead logos on there. You can go to their website at missionfirsttactical.com and pick those up if you haven't got one yet. And, of course, we're going to be doing some awesome giveaways, like I just mentioned, uh, continuing those awesome giveaways with Mission First Tactical. Go show them some love. All the companies, all the friends of the show, all the sponsors of the Talking Lead podcast, let them know that you're hearing about them on this show. They love it. I love it. You guys love all the things that they are bringing to you, the Leadhead Brigade, the discounts, the awesome products, uh, and the interviews. So, CJ, Chris, guys, another amazing year at SHOT Show. Thank you so much for hosting the Talking Lead podcast and being the official lead quarters for our Leadhead Brigade. Oh, it's our pleasure. The, the energy you guys bring is is uh, is very cool. Yeah, it was excellent good having you in, uh, in the booth again and, and having all the interviewees, seeing all the people, the excitement of people checking in and seeing what was going on in the booth again this year. It was it was a pleasure having you. No, it, was, it was all our pleasure, and, and thank you so much. And, you know, I, I want to I thank you for, you know, I got a little special something-something from, from you guys, and I want to talk about this a little bit too. Uh, I got one of your, is it the 119? Yeah, it's the 119. Right. We got a custom 119, and uh, kind of talk about the features that are on this one that makes it a little different. than. Uh, so that is a... A 119 that's custom assembled by my uh, brother-in-law, Joe Hauser, who's become a bit of a custom knife maker in his own right. Uh, I think that's Cerakote Blade. It is, yeah. yeah. So Cerakote Blade, I, I signed it. Joe, I think Joe signed it. Uh, and the handle is a, uh, I want to say that's an old bayonet. That's a buck bayonet right. handle. That's what I really love about this. He's yeah. custom uh, altered to fit the 119. Yeah, so really cool. I Pretty appreciate cool. that. I was. Uh, it's a. It's a th- it was a thank you to you. I, I was caught off guard by that, but yeah, thank you. It's very much appreciated. And you sent me a little letter of authentication too, so that was sweet. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, paper's cheap. Paper's cheap. <laughs> <laughs> But it was just so overall, it was just a very special <laughs> show. Um, uh, you know, the knives that we had from Mission First Tactical, the T-shirts that we had, the uh, dump trays and everything that we had for uh, our guests that came by. Uh, I think it made it really special for everyone. So thank you guys again, and we're looking forward to next year. Now, are you guys going to be coming out to NRA in Nashville? Oh, yes, yeah. Sir. There you go. Yep, it'll be yep. uh, CJ, myself, and, and one other player, so... It'll be good to see you out there. This is where you can uh, you can attend Leadheads. This is open to the public, the NRA. Uh, you just got to be a member of NRA, and uh, you can sign up right there at the door as you come in if you're not a member. And uh, I mean, even if you you know put your politics behind you, uh, it's just a great show to come and support all the companies uh, in our industry. I mean, if you're you're anti NRA, you know, just for, forget about that. Put that in your back pocket. Because that's not why you're coming out. You're coming out to support these companies and, you know, all the great things that they're doing and bringing to the table uh, each and every year for you guys. So you get to see the newest of the new because that's will. what that's what people bring. They bring stuff that's not even on the market yet. Sometimes 
That's right. And some of them even wait to NRA. They don't, they don't release it at SHOT Show. They, you know, they release it at NRA. And, um, you want to put something in your hands that you've only seen in a magazine? That's the place to do it. Absolutely. And uh, I can't think of a better place to do it than in Nashville, Tennessee. So come out to Nashville. Talking Lead will be there. Buck Knives will be there. Twisted X will be there. Mission First will be there. Century Arms will be there. Keltec will be there. Uh, Modern Spartan Systems will be there. All the Talking Lead uh, sponsors and friends of the show will be in attendance there somehow, some way. And uh, we look forward to seeing uh, all you lead heads there. Uh, but in the meantime, uh, as always, you know, if you have questions, uh, you have comments, uh, hit, me, uh, hit me up with an email and go show love to all our sponsors and uh, friends of the show on their social medias, liking their posts, uh, commenting, supporting their products, going and buying them. Uh, whether it's on their website or through uh, your local retailers there. Uh, it means a lot to them, and it means a lot to us, and that's how we keep this show going. So, guys, you got any parting words for the Leadhead Brigade? You know, the, the relationships you build, the friendships you make in this industry is what, uh, is, what really, is what really makes it work. So, Lefty, just totally appreciate what you do and appreciate you as an individual. Call your friend. Uh, my, my yeah, pleasure. well, Thank I you. don't know. He's going to get a big head now, so uh, <laughs> I know. I'm, get, I'm, I'm getting misty here. I'm getting misty. Yeah, yeah. Brooksies is going to bring it down. Hold on. He's <laughs> off and crying. Yeah, I'll, I'll bring it back down to reality. No, it was. <laughs> it's definitely, you know, uh, like CJ said, we every shot show, every, just about every show in general in this industry, you just you meet people. You know, there's we had walk-ins come in on the last day of shot show. It was just a blast meeting some of these folks and. Friends of friends of friends, and everybody knows somebody, and then that somebody knows, you know, one of your buddies, and and it's just it's one of the best industries that anybody can be in, and of course, two way friendly. How can you go wrong, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, those friends of the friends of the friends. We had a listener, uh, a friend of the show, Jerry Black, who introduced us to Jeff Hornsby, uh, yeah. who, who was with the company who. Uh, we had on, we did some interviews with them, and you guys are going to hear those interviews coming up. And, and then, of course, he had a friend that <laughs> was Wally. A, a retired Navy SEAL, Wally. Yeah, so Team I brought, four guy, yeah. brought those two characters over and introduced them to you guys, and I think they made a, a pretty good impression with you. They were. Wally, Wally was in the teams when the original Buckmaster was issued to the teams. Oh, wow, I didn't realize that. He, and he still has it. He says he still has it. He sent me a, a text the other day, and he's got like every family member going through their attic, going through their boxes. <laughs> he found one of the he found one of the bayonets. But, ah, okay. So he's found one of the bayonets, and uh, as as we're hearing this, he may he may come up and find that Buckmaster too. So that'll be. He cool. calls it the anti tank knife. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely could be could be used for that, no doubt. Those guys were great. They brought in uh, Tony from Boy. I mean, it was just that. That's just what happens, you yeah. know. It's just a lot of fun getting to meet all these folks and and becoming yeah. friends, true friends, you know. Yeah, Tony. It, it, Tony is a fellow uh, Boone and Crockett member, by the way. Oh, okay. Very nice. I didn't realize that. With Boy. Yep. Very cool. So the, the Buckmaster 2.0 uh, coming out soon, guys. Uh, make sure you're keeping up with our social media, with Buck's social media. And, uh, of course, go to that uh, that Facebook page that Rich Nyman has put together, uh, specifically dedicated to the Buckmaster. It's a very good uh, source of information for you guys as well. But until then, as always, Leadheads, keep your loved ones close. And a buck knife in your pocket. 
I know what left is that, uh, is that it? And your pistol in your pocket. Your pistol in your pocket? <laughs> next to your that's butt knife. And remember to hug your favorite hunter because that's why the wildlife around you is so healthy. <laughs> <laughs>